And welcome back, you crazy conspiracy theorists. You unhinged batshit extremists. You domestic terrorist misinformation super spreaders. Any other names? What else do they got? What else do they throw at us? We are here with yet another episode of Conspiracy Analytica, show number 13, and I think this is one of the best ones yet. We have none other than the defender of children, the exposer of everything satanic and dark occult, and maybe one of the only people more censored on the internet than I am. The courageous Liz Crokin is on the show with us today, and we dive into her recent work on the Slave Princess film where she was documenting the Freed Britney Spears movement. And we talk about other re recent works of hers as well. We also discuss recent news stories like the Jeffrey Dahmer story going viral with the release of that Netflix show. Netflix. Boo. And we also talk about Coolio's death and how he may have been shut up by some powerful Hollywood elites. And lastly, we touch on the new king of England, Mr. Charles. And don't forget, Charles was really good buddy old pals with pedophile Jimmy Seville. These pedos can run. They can't hide. Links for Liz Crokin's works like her website, Substack, and Telegram channel will be linked down below this video. If you'd like to support this podcast, a Locals account will be linked below along with some other ways to support as well. And any support you can give us is greatly appreciated. Independent journalism needs your help. Now, without further ado, let's bring her on. Liz Crokin, thank you for taking some time here with me. How are you doing? I'm good. It's good to chat with you. Absolutely. I don't know if I've had... Well, let me rephrase that. It's been about four <laughs> and a half years, I think, since I've had you on my show. And I remember that explicitly because in January 2018, remember you and I did our first, did our first interview together? Mm -hmm. January 2018. And I think, I think that helped me get into like media matters or the Southern poverty oh, law course. center or something for the first time. It was great, but no right wing watch. That was it. It was freaking right wing watch when Jared Holt still wrote for them, but mm -hmm. I need to thank you because it was that interview. We were talking about Pizzagate. I think we might've mm -hmm. even touched on Q because it was just a few months old at that time, but that was the first YouTube video I ever got removed. Was that? Oh, really? I yeah, think we also were talking about Chrissy Teigen. I think that was right after oh, I got unverified it. and Chrissy Teigen had a meltdown over me and Chelsea Clinton got involved. And then the verified account for the Church of Satan got involved and then Hooters got involved. And then uh, next thing I know, I was on the Today Show. I mean, I wasn't on, but they talked about me on the Today Show. And But uh, Chrissy Teigen su succeeded in getting me unverified from Twitter for stating facts about her um, after she tweeted at Jack. Uh, but what happened after that, which was super interesting, is that um, myself and a bunch of the Anons found all of her uh, old tweets where she was talking about pedophilia and seemingly promoting pedophilia. And she ended up having to close her account actually multiple times over the years to go through her disgusting, despicable old tweets and delete thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And then I believe it was last year it came out that she had DM'd and actually, I believe, publicly posted on Twitter that a 16-year-old child should kill themselves. So she ended up losing contracts, I believe, with more than a half a dozen businesses for promoting violence um, on a child. And so, yeah, things have kind of come full circle with that situation, haven't they? But nothing has happened to her Twitter account, I will say that. She is still verified, and I'm not, but... She That's has to be bait. 
Chrissy Teigen, her sole existence is just bait because that's something that we have in common is that I had my Twitter account deleted in 2020 for making a Chrissy Teigen tweet. I think I was talking about her moon child or something that (laughs) she lost or whatever. And Oh, targeted harassment lost my Twitter account. So mm, Chrissy Teigen has a nice, nice place in hell reserved for her, but as probably doesn't mean anything because she wants to go there. So, all right. Out of shadows, 2020. That was Mm -hmm. two, about two and a half years ago now. Yeah, man. Time flies. And then 2021, you did free Britney. Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's that been? What, what's the, the kind of fallout or blowback been from the free Um, Britney movie? Well, I guess I was maybe a little bit too optimistic about that documentary. The tough thing about the Britney situation is that I think people in the MAGA and the Anon community um, don't really care that much about her, but it's, and it's not that they don't care about something horrible that happened to someone. I think it's more that they don't realize how much corruption her story leads to. And it ties to so much that we talk about and we topics that we expose, whether it's just, you know, corruption in the, the judicial system or the sex trafficking, um, you know, a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in Hollywood. Um, there's so many layers to what happened to Britney Spears. And there's so many players that were involved, um, you know, in that documentary, I, I talk about. Hillary Clinton. I talk about the woman that was the mastermind behind Britney Spears' uh, corrupt conservatorship that's illegal and never should have happened. And that woman is Lou Taylor. And Lou Taylor is currently working with the Kardashians. And there's a lot of shady business dealings that she did with the Kardashians. And there's a lot of shady things the Kardashians are doing. And Britney also had this super shady security team. Um, that's run by a former Israeli military guy, and they were illegally running surveillance in her bedroom and her bathroom, and that was even in the mainstream media. So there's all these um, ties to the Britney story that expose just so many different layers of corruption that tie into so many politicians and other celebrities like the Kardashians. So it's it's really an informative documentary, and I definitely recommend it to everyone. You don't have to be a Britney Spears fan to learn a lot from it. Um, uh, when I did that documentary though, I tried my best to give a lot of credit to the free Britney movement because some of her fans have been, you know, shouting from the rooftops for many, many years about her conservatorship and basically how she was being trafficked and she was being abused and all this stuff. And so, we really gave them um, amazing recognition in the film, but you yeah, know, I got I got a question. Um, have you gotten any feedback from like the core Britney fan club cult people who were never familiar with you or your work before? Have you been reached out to by anybody in kind of Britney's fandom who saw yeah. it and were impressed? Okay, so what I learned about the Free Britney movement is that it is identical to the MAGA Q movement in the sense that it is absolutely flooded with infiltrators. It's insane. I mean, there are so many controlled op accounts there, and there's so many infiltrators in that movement. And this Um, is on social media? 
this is on yeah social media Which platform and it, people that have podcasts and whatever um so many of them have flipped so many people ha have lied about who's good and who's bad so many ha people have lied about her current situation i mean it's truly unbelievable there's been a lot of people that have been paid off they've been offered jobs um from people that are tied to t i call them team con the britney movement calls them team con um the people team con is the team behind her conservatorship and so so from the shows in that movement yeah, they all they all attacked me, but the there are there is a small group of people that are not shows and they are the legit Britney people. And I did get a lot of positive feedback um, from them. However, many of them were reluctant to publicly praise Slave Princess because the mainstream media was relatively successful attacking me and my coverage of Britney and linking it to Q. Be, and we mm -hmm. never even mentioned Q, by the way, in the documentary, it had, it had, there's no mention of Q, but they successfully linked it to Q and called me crazy and a conspiracy theorist. And so everyone was afraid to support it because they didn't want to be attached to the you know, crazy Q girl. And so I was hoping that since these people have been called conspiracy theorists themselves just for you know, drawing attention to the fact that Britney was not free and she basically has been enslaved for over 13 years. They've been victims of the same fake news. I was hoping that they would realize, hmm, you know, if they're if they've been lying about free Britney for 13 years, yet maybe, maybe they they might also be lying about this Q stuff. And maybe this girl isn't that crazy because they called us crazy. I mean, like they the fans were called crazy on, on e news and just for years on different mainstream media outlets. Um, but no, that didn't happen. Unfortunately, that there was, they were too afraid to support it because they didn't want to be attached to someone that has been attached to Q. So that was, yeah. that was really maybe, disappointing. Maybe you were able to reach a few people, but just the power of mainstream media brainwashing goes a lot deeper than some people realize. And it's going to take a lot of repetition, a lot of energy to crack people's heads and get, get them to see the truth. I think that, you know, and by, by the time the doc came out, True Social wasn't up yet. All I had was my Telegram. I've been wiped from everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. And so, you know, when Out of Shadows came out, I still had my Instagram that had over 300,000 followers. So, hmm. you know, I could draw a lot of attention to Out of Shadows, but when Slave Princess came out, all I had was Telegram. So I, I really didn't have um, a lot of ways to get the word out about it. But I do think that, there will be arrests made in people that are tied to Britney's conservatorship and all the illegal things that happened to her. And I do believe that when that happens, I think that Slave Princess will get new life and people will realize that I was ahead of the curve more so than any of the Britney docs in terms of what really was going on with her. Yeah. And then if, you know, any large political arrests happen, a la Out of Shadows-esque topics, I mean, that documentary is guaranteed to blow up again too so been yeah, a couple exactly. of great been a couple of great films the past few years you've been in now in 2022 what what kind of work have you been doing lately i see you're doing substack articles kind of refreshing the pizzagate topic and laying that out for i guess new people to the movement but is there anything else you're doing anything you want to say about those substack articles yeah so I, i'm doing a pizzagate exposed uh, series on Substack, and 
those articles just go through, I think I've have four done already and, and they're pretty long and in depth. Um, and everything in these articles is 100% backed up by open source information. Um, so I'm focusing on this and I'm just trying to, now that it's been there since the Podesta emails came out, which is where, you know, the whole Pizzagate scandal um, transpired from, um, I'm just kind of trying to lay out exactly everything that happened um, going back to, from 2016 when those emails were released, what was in the emails and, and what people like myself and other researchers discovered that proved that these people truly are involved in, you know, the trafficking of children. And so I'm, I'm going through this series and it's interesting because, you know, they love to attack me when I do interviews or videos, but when they attack me that way, they usually take something I said and they, you know, slice it or they edit it in a way to make what I said look crazy. But, you know, I think I put out my first PTA exposed article, I don't know, maybe in February of this year, and no one, no one attacks those articles and they don't attack those articles because they can't. I put all the proof that this stuff is real. And a lot of the proof comes ironically from mainstream media outlets um so that they don't attack the series they don't attack my articles because if they you can't. do if you do a good job as a truther they'll attack you in the mainstream media if you do a great job as a truther they won't say a word about you about your name about your work don't they'll just totally ignore you so yeah because <laughs> they don't want to draw more attention exactly yeah, yeah they're in a conundrum so um so I've been doing the Pizzagate series, you know, and and I'll eventually turn that into a book and I'll write more books. Um, I'll probably get a show together um, after, you know, probably after midterms, I'll probably get back out there and do a podcast or or just start doing more news videos that are edited. Yeah. And in terms of um, people are always asking me um, if there's going to be another Outer Shadows 2 I don't think there's going to be another Outer Shadows 2, but I do feel that I will definitely be doing more documentaries in the future. And yeah, so that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got crazy stuff happening every single week. Um, I want to ask you about two, two people, two things yeah. recently that have come up. Number one being all this stuff about Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, what the hell? I, <laughs> I I don't frequent Netflix, so I see I see Dahmer trending, and I click the news story. Oh, okay, I guess there was some Netflix documentary. Honestly, I'm not too familiar with even him or his story, his history. Just never went down that rabbit hole. But have you? Yeah, and so it's interesting. I mean, it, it number one, it ties to Pizzagate, right? And it, you know, I'll, I'll give you one example of how it ties to Pizzagate. So. In the, I cover this in my Substack articles. A huge part of Pizzagate isn't just the emails, you know, to prove that the stuff is real and these people are really into the stuff. You have to look at all areas of their life and not just the emails, which which include pedophile code words. So I, I really go into depth about Tony and John Podesta's artwork. And one of the pieces that uh, Tony Podesta had in his home that he shared with his wife, who he's now um, divorced from. Um, he, one of the statues, or chandeliers, I don't know what you call it, but I, I guess it's a statue. It's of a dead body and it's in gold. And this body is 
put in the same position that Jeffrey Dahmer would sometimes put hit the people that he murdered. He would put them in the same position. It's really gross. I don't even want to describe it, but um, I've noticed there's been a few people on uh, social media that have made that connection that, wow, Tony Podesta literally had artwork inspired by the way Jeffrey Dahmer would position the people that he murdered. I mean, just, just, I mean, that alone, how creepy is that? You have Tony Podesta talking about, um, talking about pizza, which is a known pedophile code word and and saying all kinds of creepy things in the Podesta emails, you know, talking about torture chambers and getting pizza for half an hour. And then he's bragging about, you know, um, talking to Dennis Haster, who had already been convicted for for sexually abusing kids um, in the emails. And so you take all of that and then you combine that with the fact that he has these sick pieces of art and some of the art that he has um, show children in very disgusting and sexually explicit ways. And so, so the Dahmer series ties into Pizzagate. Why would Tony Podesta be a fan of Jeffrey Dahmer. Why, why would he want to promote a guy that murdered people, raped children, and, and ate them? He was a cannibal, you know? And, and then you look at the, the pedestrian emails, and what do they talk about in the pedestrian emails? They talk about spirit cooking, which involves drinking blood. And, you know, there's scenes in the Dahmer series where you see Dahmer drinking blood. And so it's just kind of like, you got to look at all all these pieces and then kind of connect the dots and see like no these these people are really into this stuff this isn't a joke to them they're they're really into this stuff um and something else that's interesting well two other things i'll say about Dahmer that are, that's interesting and we know netflix is netflix and they're not going to tell the full truth um right. but the two things that are interesting to me in the series is if you blink you'll miss this they make a reference to Jeffrey Dahmer having an altar. And then they flash an altar that has all kinds of satanic objects that are used in rituals on the altar. So assuming that he really had an altar with these, you know, satanic objects on them, that means he was a Satanist. You know, he he's a Satanist. Right. Um, one plus one equals two. Right. And, you know, but did they say in the series that he was a saint? So they come out and say, no, they just, they just, it's very subtle. If you blink, you'll miss it. But he had an altar. That means that he was engaging in rituals. What is spirit cooking? It's a ritual and it's satanic. So again, it's, you have to connect these dots, but they just kind of brush over it. And it's interesting because we, we have the mainstream media to this day, furiously telling us that, you know, that there's, there's not a satanic pedophile cabal and, you know, like anyone that suggests that this is the new satanic panic. Well, no, that's not true. Like it, the stuff is real. It, It is happening. And, you know, we just have, we have a case going on in Utah where there's been an arrest made, um, a therapist that was performing ritualistic abuse on children. All right. So like there are people actively getting arrested for committing satanic ritualistic abuse on children. But the media is still telling us it doesn't exist. I mean, it's insane. Right. And it seems like the main agencies going after these problems are the sheriffs, because I think it was the sheriffs in Utah that started digging into these satanic cults and those criminal networks. And then, you know, in Florida, 
almost every other month we get a story of the Polk County sheriffs busting a dozen or two different pedos and it just so happens that at least one in every group they bust is a freaking employee at Disney World but I know right um it's it's like the sheriffs are the main ones and then when it comes to the freaking FBI uh, we heard the story of was his name Stephen Friend I think that was his name just mm-hmm. a week or two ago he was the one who was an FBI special agent he was working on child sexual exploitation crimes and investigations and they took him off of those and put him on January 6th defendants yeah. and said hey investigate these guys which are misdemeanors it, it's not a felony and he uh ended up leaving the FBI out of a conscientious objection and now he's trying to be a whistleblower about it so are we are we going to get any help from the feds or is it going to have to come down to sheriffs local police forces local law enforcement I think it's going to be a combination. I, I think it's going to be local. And I do think that there are good people in the FBI. I think the rank and file is mostly good. But the problem is, is that the people at the top will stop stuff. Right. You know, they'll start investigating something and they'll want to pursue these cases. And it's someone above them that, that's that's nixing it. And I know from my experience in media, that's what happened when I was covering sex trafficking. You know, I started covering it for certain publications in the mainstream media and, and, and then it got to be too much. And I was told I couldn't do it anymore. That's what I believe that's what happens in the FBI, but I do believe that there's still good people in the FBI. And unfortunately a lot of the bad ones are at the top. And so they have the power to, to stop these kinds of investigations, but even president Trump says that the ranking file is overall good. Um, so I do think that there's pockets of good people, white hats um, and at the FBI yeah, and local um, law enforcement that are making these arrests. I mean, we saw so many rings get exposed and um, face justice under pre- President Trump's first term. Um, and even though, you know, Biden is allegedly president, um, we're still seeing a lot of arrests happening. So there's there's good forces going on there. I know it seems really bad and grave but when you tune out the noise there's still a lot of really good things happening you know like this this case in utah you know so there are good things happening and i do think that this Dahmer series is good in the sense that it's good for people i think it's a good primer for people that maybe either don't believe pizza gay is real or, or have never heard of it before um but something else that's interesting about the Dahmer series on Netflix is that you see in the series that the police, the judge, and even the military, Jeffrey Dahmer was in the, in the military, and he got dishonorably, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, he got honorably discharged, which never never should have happened. Um, at every step of the way of him committing these crimes, whether it was sexually abusing children or murdering people, they were covering for him. Like, I mean, it's just unbelievable what he got away with. Like, the, there were neighbors. There was, there was one neighbor that called the police over and over and over again. Like, she saw one of the victims stumble out of his apartment. The guy was bleeding. He was a kid. He was underage. He could barely walk and talk. She knew she, something bad was happening. She could smell dead bodies and like and, and she would call and call and call the police and the police would come and they would see 
this kid clearly abused and Dom would be like, oh no, it's my boyfriend. Yeah, he's 18. And they'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. And they wouldn't even insist, ask to see an ID and they, they would let him go. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Like they, And then even when he did get arrested, the judge let him off easy. And this happened time and time, protected. And time again. This guy's protected. He, see that that's the thing. And who does he know? <laughs> or who does he have blackmail on? Or what what who's he related to? Exactly. And 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 or was he born into a ring? And you know, was he used? He has a lot of the signs of being someone that A was abused and B someone that you know may have been used for mind control purposes. Um shit, you so, think he might have really been a part of a government program? MK? Yeah, I, I think that there's a very strong possibility. I think that this series just scratches the surface, but he seems to have a lot of the markers for that. Interesting. People are not just, well, I, I don't really believe that people are born evil. It's manufactured. Yeah. And with some of these programs, they start the abuse in the womb. Um, so, but the thing with him being protected, that's normal for people in these rings. And, and if you look at different cases of, you know, pedophiles in the club, whatever you want to call it, or rings. You can look at the finders and you can look at the McMartin preschool scandal. And, you know, the, the, these rings, there's a pattern of these rings being protected by law enforcement because mm-hmm. they know, they know who they can't touch. And, and I, this, the series suggests that he was protected and it's my firm belief that he was, I mean, it's just, unbelievable how many times the police were informed about what he was doing and they just they didn't care they they let him get away with it well why why would you allow someone to get away with murdering people abusing kids and eating them i mean hello yeah good god you know (laughs) i think i think as time goes on you mentioned earlier that as infiltrated as a lot of these agencies and institutions are you mentioned earlier that the rank and file and it, it makes total sense to reason that rank and file in these organizations are generally good people. And I think as time goes on and more and more stuff happens and these these good folks see more and more, they're just going to get fed up and eventually start doing something about it. I mean, their conscience has to kick in at some point. I was just talking the other day with somebody about the uh, story that Project Veritas dropped a couple of years ago with uh-huh. that ABC anchor who oh, yeah, wanted to wanted to report on Jeffrey Epstein, but she was uh, she was shut up. Her name was Amy Ro- Robach. Robach. Amy, yeah. yeah, that's right. So that we're just going to hear more and more of that, and more and more yeah. whistleblowers are going to come out. They're going to go to Project Veritas. They're going to go to people like you. They're gonna or, or just start their own channels and shout it from the rooftops wherever they can. Yeah. But they're they're going to do something, and it's just it's written in the stars. I think that change is on the horizon and we're going to see big big stuff happen in due time. Well, look at Carrie Lake. She couldn't, she knew how crooked the media was and she couldn't be a part of it. And I am very confident she's going to win. And I believe that she as governor of Arizona is going to play a very pivotal role, not just in, you know, cleaning up Arizona, but cleaning up this whole country. Cause she's going to make sure that that border wall gets built. And I do believe that she's going to, look into the 2020 election. And I mean, you know, and so thank God that her conscience got to her because she is going to be so important to the future of this country. And so, you know, I hope people see what she's doing and and get inspired by her. 
and and start doing work like she's doing because I do believe there are there still are a lot of good people in media they just don't have the courage to to walk away totally totally and that goes for media that goes for any government agency the FBI the CIA the NSA good god let's hope that let's pray that patriots in those organizations start growing a spine and a brain and using them yeah absolutely Right, right. And uh, so one, one more thing I want to talk to you about. I wanted to bring up Coolio because this, oh, yeah. has, this has to do with allegations about elites being creepy, being perverts, and it involves Hollywood. It involves cover up. So everything that's your wheelhouse, you know, Coolio passed away mm-hmm. a few days ago. When was it? Mm-hmm. Last week? Yeah, it was last week. Last week. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I tried to be open-minded, but also skeptical, reasonable. And I don't like to jump to conspiracy theory land with every single story that comes out. But when I heard that Coolio died, and then just a few hours later, I see, I think it was Pepe Lives Matter or somebody from Mm -hmm. We The Media posted this video of Coolio from four months ago that, uh, that he was talking about how elite Hollywood producers would come to him asking him for sex acts. And then mm-hmm. he was scared about him and his family's safety yeah. of him talking about it. But he said he wanted to talk about it. So, I mean, how, how many has this been now? People from Hollywood. Good gosh. I can't even keep up with the list. Yeah, there's been so many. And so, you know, we have names Avicii exposed the elite human trafficking in a music video. Um, and we have Chris Cornell. We have Chester Bennington and, you know, the, 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 the rumors for years that they were working to expose not just trafficking, but trafficking ties to Haiti and the Clinton Foundation. Um, and then who else? We have Mob Deep. Mob Deep, you know, tweeted about the Illuminati. And I don't remember specifically what his tweet was, but, um, but right. he, 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 there's so many people in Hollywood that have either publicly talked about the sex trafficking or were behind the scenes working to expose it and they've met untimely deaths. And so maybe there's, you know, a couple here and there that actually were suicides, but there's too many for them all to be suicides or accidents. It's just impossible, you know? And then you have, you know, there's, there's many politicians and reporters that were exposing this stuff. There's, you know, there's Jen Moore. She was working on a story with, um, a person that said that he was raped by Bill Clinton when he was a child on a yacht. Um, there was a reporter exposing, you know, the Clintons and trafficking in Haiti that, you know, also died years ago. There, Isaac Happy is another name. Um, oh, more Isaac. recently, and and H and H was she just did a film on sex trafficking for Lifetime, and I believe she did another film on trafficking. And uh, we know that she was married to good old Ellen DeGeneres, who has the Jeffrey Epstein TV set. Um, so, you know, she she died in a situation that doesn't add up to me. And then we also have um, the, the congresswoman that died recently, Jackie. How do you pronounce her last name? Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm. She was working with Melania Trump on CPS. And she died in a car crash right before Anne Heche. And um, yeah, so there's just been so many deaths that with people that have been exposing this stuff that, you know, there 
Anthony Bourdain's another name it's just popping my head. There's yeah. so many, there's no way that they're all suicides. Um, so, you know, when, when Coolio first died, I didn't know that he had, I had never seen that clip. Kate Spade. Oh yeah. Kate Spade. Yeah. It's just a name comes to your brain. Just, just shout it out. Right. Let's play that. Yeah. And then, and then I, and the whole. yeah, I remember the Kate Spade one because her, wasn't it her boyfriend that came out of the apartment with the mouse or the yes. rat mask on? Yeah. And that, that yeah, so that was creepy as shit. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like they forced him to do that. Yeah. And to me, that was a message that if you rat out any of us, we'll kill you next. And mm-hmm. they probably shamed him and made him do that. People don't just wake up after their, their wife dies and say, oh, I'm going to put on a rat mask and walk down the street in New York. I mean, I know some of these celebrities and elites can be weird, but that's no, there is more to that for sure. So, so yeah, with Coolio, I w- it's very sad and yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be you know, surprised if it was exposed sure. in 2016. I, it, you know, I've worked in Hollywood for years. It's everyone knows about the, the casting couch, you know, everyone knows that you have to do sexual acts to get into certain movie roles and stuff like that. That's not a conspiracy theory. Everyone knows that, you know? Um, so yeah, it's very sad. It's interesting. And it's, it's very unfortunate because our movement could really use someone like him to expose this stuff, but I don't know. God bless his soul. One, one last subject I wanted to ask you about, we we've touched on Epstein, obviously with this subject matter here and there, but now we've had queen Elizabeth kick the bucket and yeah. we have King Charles in, oh, in, the, in the throne now. Right. 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 So I, I was, I maybe this was common knowledge in the Epstein rabbit hole research, but it just, I mean, there's so much out there, right. That you come across new stuff all the time, but uh, Epstein's Island called little St. James. Now I will say there was like a, the greater St. James Island right across the waterway, but Epstein's Island called little St. James. The, I think the castle there, there's a certain building in Windsor Castle or, or something like that called St. James, mm-hmm. which is where King Charles is now. On mm-hmm. Little, Little St. James was where Prince Andrew was doing his weird shit. So yep. did Epstein and Prince Andrew and th- those little little boys, did they name Epstein's Island after where the king does his weird shit? Yeah, and that was... And that would make a lot of sense because what we know for a fact is that we know that Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein had access not only to the royal family, but their properties as well. And yeah, the photo of them at the cabin. At the cabin yeah. and also um, on the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell on the Queen's throne, I believe next to another pedophile, Kevin Spacey, or should, I guess I should say alleged with him. Oh, and going back to mysterious deaths, multiple people that have come out and said that he sexually assaulted or abused them um, have also died. So I'll just note that. But um, but yeah, so we know for a fact that Glenn Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were pals with Prince Andrew and they had access to the, the royal family, the royal properties, the, the log cabin, Buckingham Palace, you name it. And also Ghislaine Maxwell's father did as well, Robert Maxwell, the Mossad super spy. Um, so, you know, I get really frustrated when people say, you know, oh, the queen didn't know. They didn't, you know, no, excuse she, me. Yeah, she did. Like she had <laughs> access, like 
like the security clearance that these people have to go through to get into the Buckingham Palace or the Queen's Log Cabin, I am sure it's very intensive. And also the Queen has access to, you know, um, intelligence reports and all kinds of security. Like if, 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 if we knew about it, if, you know, people, you know, in those circles knew about it, of course the Queen knew about it. And it, it's just like, come on. King, like, and King Charles was such good friends with Jimmy Seville, wasn't he? Yeah. And that's the other thing. And, and I get the same things from some people and oh, the Queen didn't know. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was a every people say that Jimmy was just like Jeffrey Epstein in the sense that everybody knew. Everybody knew. I mean, this is a guy that victimized hundreds and hundreds of children. This wasn't like a one-off thing. He wasn't discreet about it. This is this guy was, you know, having sex with dead bodies and he's linked to murders. Many people believe that he was also oh a serial killer. Jeffrey Dahmer um, was probably his son. They were, yeah, they're probably friends. I think they're probably related. Yeah. But like, don't tell me that she didn't know. Like, this the queen has access to all the security clearances and, and databases and intelligent reports you could ever dream of having. Of course, she knew. They all knew. Uh -huh. So I, I don't think that people like her should get a pass. You know, right. it's wrong. She, it she, seems like it seems like Epstein and Ghislaine are actually the small fish. And if we're talking big fish, we're talking Queen Elizabeth and King Charles. Yeah. And, and I mean, who knows? We know that Andrew was accused of sexual assault by Epstein victim Virginia Giuffray, and he settled with her. We also know that he's been refusing to cooperate with the ongoing investigation into Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell could be the, the smaller fish for all we know. But we do know for a fact that they know about this stuff, so mm -hmm. they shouldn't get a pass. And it's, you know, even even if someone wants to say, oh, the queen didn't know about Jimmy, you know, she knighted him. You, she He was knighted. So it's not like he was just, you know, at an event, you know, at the Buckingham Palace. They are empowering people that are prolific pedophiles. Like she empowered that man. She knighted him. She knighted Kevin Spacey. That ain't no accident. You know, it's just like, come on. Like you can't, you shouldn't give these people. The queen empowered people who are raping children. I think people forget that sometimes. Like, you know, that th that's not okay. And you and you can't say that she didn't. There's no way that she didn't know. No There's sympathy. No yeah, no sympathy. No the benefit of the doubt is gone at this point. Right. And There's it's none. like if you're going to if you're going to be honoring someone, if you're going to be knighting someone, you know everything about them. Yeah. Because you're not going to knight them unless you know everything about them and it, and it just kind of reminds me of, you know, all of the people that Obama gave awards to. We know many of those people are sus and involved in crimes against children. So, you know, we have lived in this upside down world where predators have been honored and given awards and propped up by presidents, the royal family, you name it. So I don't want to hear that the queen didn't know. There's no way she didn't know. Like her son was hanging out with traffickers and pedophiles and she allowed them on her property end of story that's wrong and she should have apologized and she should have you know come out and condemned it and i don't think she ever has i hope she repented before she died but it's wrong and she should not be put on any pedestal 
no one that props up pedophiles should be propped up. End of story, period. There should be no debate. Uh, speaking of which, how's the Pope doing these days? Yeah, so um, I think that the Pope is is going to have some problems. And I don't want to date fag, but I think well, that... You know, it was, it was earlier this year, around the same time that we were hearing that Queen Elizabeth was in a wheelchair and she was having health issues. Right. It was it was about March or April. There were new there were news stories also coming out about the Pope needing a wheelchair and he's been having health issues. So honestly, I would not be shocked if it was within give it four months, four to six months Mm -hmm. that we get. I don't know. Something happened with the Pope. Yeah, I think we're going to get some news about that very soon. Um, Or at least cover ups, big old cover ups in the church. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But we, we know that the, the, that the Vatican is involved in nefarious activities and there's a huge trafficking and pedophile problem with the church. So, you know, that, that will happen hopefully sooner than we think. Hopefully sooner than we think. Hey, Liz, thank you. Thank you for taking time and, absolutely. and talking with me about all these things. Where can, where can people find your Substack and is it just Telegram and True Social that you're on? Yeah, so everyone can just go to LizCroken.net and my subsects there, my videos are there, all my documentaries are there. I relaunched my store. You can buy my products there. Um, everything's there. And so if you want to find any of my social media, there's links to all the social media on LizCroken.net. Ways to find you, follow you, and support you as well? Yeah, absolutely. Good, good. I'll make sure that's linked down below wherever this is posted. So uh, thank you. For talking with me about all this very, very heavy, very heavy subjects, but you're I know. not afraid. You've got the lady cojones to to take it on, and everybody yeah. appreciates that. Yeah. Well, someone's got to do it. So someone's got to do it. <laughs> all right, Jordan. It was great talking to you. All right. We'll do this again soon. Thank you. Take care.